And we back. I'm hyped to bring you all this episode recorded in early August of 2022, an episode I recorded with uh, someone who you all have hopefully become familiar with from the previous two episodes, but my friend Marshall Opal, uh, one of my longest and best friends who we grew up down the street with each other. Um, Marshall and I connect over many things, we're brothers, but we connect over a shared sense of wanting to help uh, and trying to make things better, accepting reality as it is, but also seeing that it and we can be better. Um, And that means we talk about teaching, we talk about bikes and bike advocacy, we talk about building community. Well, in this little conversation that we recorded while looking over the Mission Mountains with Flathead Lake right in the forefront, which you'll probably be able to hear, him and I talk about some new things, some things that him and I talk about behind closed doors a lot. Um, it's the future. It's where are we heading? Uh, I love hearing his ideas on the state of society, culture, and I love hearing his ideas on where we might be going. So we dive into a new idea that an online community that him and I are a part of called The Stoa, which is stewarded by Peter Limberg. Um, this community calls Game A, Game B. And we're going to riff on the idea of Game B. If this is new or unfamiliar to you, um, you can Google it. Um, You can check out scholars like Daniel Schmachtenberger, Jordan Hall, Sam Harris, um, Douglas Rushkoff, who all have, uh, I guess, research and a narrative surrounding game A and game B. Some of it is a little out there. Some of it is apocalyptic. Some of it is a little woo-woo, but it's Marshall and I just hanging out, having some fun. So I hope you can enjoy listening to us riff and would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Uh, any rebuttals, Any anything to further the conversation. Anyways, thanks for listening. Enjoy. Yo, it's Lucas, and this is Modern Haunted. This does make me want to think of Let's go. game A, game B. Ooh. <clears throat> Let me toe us in. Yeah, please. Okay. So I could draw connections to Cruz, but I'm just going to talk about game A, game B stuff. First, the first game, you have to lay the Exactly. Back. Okay. So we're, Marshall and I are a part of this community called the Stoa that originally turned me on to this idea. Uh, that I guess we'll riff on right now. And the idea is this. There are three games that have shook out over the course of history. Okay, so you and I, Homo sapiens, anatomically modern uh, humans, have existed for about two to 300,000 years. For the first 290,000 years, we were playing the first game. 
the first game was we were nomadic, hunter-gatherer, tribal beings, intimately connected with the land, living off the land, living in tribes of about 100 to 150 people, building building shelter, spending 20 to 25 hours a week, quote, working, hunting, gathering, building shelter. The other hours of the week were spent grooming, playing, living, living, cruising, dare I say. (laughs) Okay, so then comes the agricultural revolution about 12,000 years ago, and things start to change. We start to settle, we start to harvest the power of wheat, and we start to become more sedentary. Civilized. Civilized. Uh, And with that comes the scientific revolution, the industrial revolution, and capitalism, and this whole thing technological revolution of the last only 20 years uh-huh. how new that is so this whole 12,000 year period is called game A that's the game we've been playing uh, and it was a really fruitful amazing game with a lot of flourishment and good that came from it for a long long time depending on your position in the culture because game A is fundamentally rooted on the concept of scarcity and supply and demand, and you game A served a specific uh, sect of our culture, um, and there is a strong interest in those that have benefited from game A to keep game A in place. But we, if your eyes open to the world we're living in here in 2022, um, it's getting a little water's getting choppy. Yeah, game A is essentially just capitalism and progress uh, that we've the cultural norms of the last 10,000 years would you say? Yeah and it's growth we're trying like grow GDP growth 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 maximize profit for the shareholders at the top yeah okay so we see that game A had a lot of really positive benefits but now with the climate crisis with uh Oh, man. AI with nuclear warfare, with the turmoil and levels of stress and anxiety permeating through our culture now, we are nearing the end of game A. And people see this and feel this. You watch Fox News and the Doomers are preparing. And we're on a trajectory right now to not limit the increase in temperature of our climate such that no longer are these climate disaster is going to be climate disaster in June and then we have a break until the next hurricane until the next hurricane until the next wildfire of the next June more and more we're getting into what Nick Farr calls the long disaster which is basically the climate crisis events are going to be coming so frequently such that there's no break in between them. It's disaster after disaster after disaster such that we're living in this almost permanent disaster. This sounds a little yeah. apocalyptic and a little alarmist. I don't mean it like that. I mean, a billion global refugees. Like, we are, we're entering a new era of, of uh, global volatility from the stock market's volatility, but climate's more volatile. We've got... Just we're in a time the water's getting choppier, and that's because game A uh, served its time, but its its ability to for flourish for flourishing um, seems to be 
if not already at an end, coming to an end. Like we were talking about just one one aspect of, of our world, uh, the nutrients found in our topsoil almost bare of the micronutrients. And that's a product of game A. Um, depleting all of depleting, our resources. Yeah, depleting our resources. Uh, and this being a tough crossroads, um, game A on its way out, not wanting to go quietly at all. Uh, and there's some whispers that are getting louder, a little drum beat, dare we say. Game B. Um, let's talk about game B. Yeah. Game B, the new game. So the first game was Hunter Gatherer Nomadic, which was set up for human flourishment. It was just for us to survive, which meant flourishing, for us to flourish. Game A, the intent, the underlying driving force was maximizing growth of the economy, really. Uh, it was designed for the economy and shareholder profit rather than flourishment. And that has led us to this point. So then game B. Uh, that's a big question mark of what game B looks like. But it is a systemic, from the root change in thinking about how we live. <laughs> yeah, it might be like a, a transition from if game A is about um, a few a few ranchers um, controlling the herd, um, those ranchers being the people that have massively profited from uh, the scarcity-based model of game A to the collective hive, um, what's good for me is good for we of this, like we're in team human being, a human being is a team sport and it's not about competing necessarily with each other, it's about collaborating, that being a big shift. And game B is a collaborative approach to, as far as we know, there's no other planet Earth. We're all, we're all in the same speck of dust in the middle of nowhere. We gotta take care of this place. Yeah. Game B is a nod to the reality that whether it be in five years or whether it be in 500 years, the society as we know it, the global society we're in, is going to change. Uh, change in a way of mass extinction events, a lot of suffering, uh, climate migrants. Uh, the privileged will, will probably be okay. But as a whole, humanity, capital H humanity, the greater organism that we are a part of, is going to go through some growing pains. Uh, and the question is, do we wait for these climate disasters to strike and the geopolit geopolitical tensions to get so heated that who knows what happens the global supply chains shut down and then the markets can't get food and so that the workers don't eat and then they stop showing up to work so that they stop uh manning the cell towers so that we the wi-fi shuts down and then uh the electrical companies their workers stop coming and so there's no electricity and that Okay, I'm getting a little out there right now, but I'm just trying to paint a potential picture. I don't. I wouldn't call it probable, but but possible. Uh, the 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 reality of the matter is that sometime in the next, I don't know. People are saying 500 years, but who knows when? We don't know. COVID showed us we can't predict it, mm -hmm. and it could have been 
an event like COVID that shut down the toilet paper supply chain and no one could take poops, which then it causes this... Well, people cas- are pooping. Just no <laughs> <Yeah. one. laughs> pooping don't stop. This <laughs> cascade of events uh, that people are calling the meta-crisis. Right. It's the crisis about the crisis, the right. meta-crisis. Um, this is... We're, we're on that trajectory. So the question is, do we deal with it when it comes and react to it, or do we get ahead of the curve and start to sculpt the culture, uh, make the little internal systemic tweaks now. And Urban Cruise is A-Way. A-Way. It's a tool in the toolbox. Yep, not B-Way, A-Way. Yeah, yeah. it's a resilient, um, a resilient little activity uh, for you and me and she and, she and he. Uh, it's just an option that... I think that part of the, the, the modern hominid, um, game B relies on learning from the first game. And it's about reconnecting with, it's not a new invention, it's about getting back to what we already know. Indigenous cultures get this. I would say not getting back to, I would say moving forward, forward. through bringing forth wisdom from the first game, mm-hmm. from the modern hominids, the nomadic beings that we were. We have millennia of wisdom programmed into us that we have became disconnected from thanks to the story of materialism and capitalism and sold this uh, deficient sold this story that we are deficient and we need to look to externals to fill that, but we have the wisdom in us yeah. and it's bringing forth that wisdom the wisdom from indigenous cultures which is not to fetishize oh the, but but they do have some wisdom that we could use towards sustainable living that is in frankly alignment with the dna and the hardwiring that we have and cruise is not the answer but it's maybe our stab at trying to shift towards game b yeah. I, okay, we're we're making some assumptions here, though, Marsh. Uh, nice. Let's let's go back and hash this out a little bit. We've talked about the analogy of the Titanic. Yeah. Our, so, let me lay this out, and then you fill in holes. The idea is that game A, culture as we know it, the global civilization we're in, could be compared to the Titanic in that the Titanic was on this cruise, everyone is chilling, awesome, they hit the iceberg, and even once the iceberg was struck, the people down bottom and the workers, they, they were like, whoa, we just hit an iceberg, this is not good. But for a long time, the band was still playing up top. <laughs> uh, the privileged... Cocktail hour. Cocktail hour was still going on. Uh-huh. Uh, take that analogy, fill in the holes for me. Yeah. I think there's, we don't want to, something that's been so tough about climate change is just recognizing that the world, um, even just from COVID the last few years, um, the world is under a huge shift right now. And it's hard for us to want to uh, be awake to it. We, we, it's much easier to just kind of ostrich our heads in the sand and carry on. Um, stick our just, just be glued to technology and uh, consumption and just kind of pretending like everything is fine. Um, and that's another just privileged 
that's just recognizing our the world that we come from. Um, we have the ability to be. We're pretty insulated from the. Okay, but here, like, yeah, we're jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Are we? Is comparing game A to the Titanic is that a fair comparison? Are we on the way? Is is it safe for us to say, yep, game A is on the way out? Are we are we doing due diligence? Who are we to say this? Uh, is there any possibility of mending of patching the holes in the Titanic and keeping the ship afloat? I think that if those the powers that be um, could all be given a serious dose of psychedelics um, that would allow them to open their minds up to love and care and community that we could uh, right the wrongs of game A and patch the hole in the ship um, but it does seem like the Titanic's going down and that doesn't mean we're all gonna die but this this game is kinda come to an end and it's gonna be a rocky road it's gonna be pretty dark which is another reason why go ride your bike because you know we're living in heavy times and when you're anxious and stressed and sad scared lonely um, you can go out and get some fresh air and get the blood pumping and you don't have to buy a ticket you don't have to stand in line you don't have to be chosen on the team you don't have to be in the league um, you can just go ride your bike, so which gets back to like why we are talking about this concept. Uh, it's a resilient way to spend time without a lot of resources. We might be swinging out of our league right now. What would you say, though, is, is a reasonable timeline for the Titanic to sink? <laughs> like, if the Titanic is sinking, if game A is on the way out, yeah. and, and game B is being doolud into the new world. Yeah. Uh, led into the nice one, yeah. dude. Sick. I have uh, no idea. I can't answer that. Well, um, well I'm pushing you. What yeah. would you like? I mean, COVID changed the world so fast. Within a couple weeks, we were, like, the entire, the machine came to a halt, and I think that tripped us out. Holy shit. Yeah. We came to a mm-hmm. stop real fast, which it may, sometimes it feels like we're just on this, this, uh, this speedboat into like we're in a rocket ship um, but it, it was crazy how quickly it, it showed me how connected this globe like we are in a global this isn't uh, none of us are that at the end of the day isolated from each other this is a global thing that we're a game we're playing um, how quickly I don't know um, I agree that we're just gonna keep the disasters are gonna be stacking up um, and the sad truth is a huge portion of our global population is so much, is so exposed to, um, serious threats, um, that just are really tough for human flourishment. Um, these events, these heat events, virus events, um, terror events, just like scary shit, dark shit. A lot of people are so exposed to it. And this is about, I think, some of the people that we've been listening to and reading about are, it's about beating this drum of, hey, as humans in our modern culture, we have lost a lot of resilience and it's time to level up. How do we build, so how do we build resilience? Let's say that the Titanic does crash. Yeah. Let's say that game A, 
we hit, I don't want to say apocalyptic, because that is too alarmist, and yeah. I don't like that verbiage, yeah. but there is a pretty tangible picture that Daniel Schmachtenberger paints uh, about, about how that's where we're heading. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, how I, do we become more resilient? I think the word you've been using the last couple of days that is just maybe the most important thing going forward that we need to go forward and by getting back to our roots of community we have that's what we have lost in this game a was shit for community um it was about fences and borders and walls and having our own kentucky bluegrass having our own barbecue having our own car having our own we were sold this individualistic dream Mm -hmm. of acquiring green paper because it was good for um the titans of industry that sold us this myth yeah that we needed our fence the american dream though um is a big part of game a and the truth is we want connection we want brothers and sisters we want to be able to trust each other and lean on each other and give gifts to each other barter Not with each want. other we need. we need and you see it in the mental health crisis shaking out the rates of mental health disorder, of suicide, the loneliness epidemic, like, this is no surprise. It's a product of cultural underpinnings mm-hmm. of game A. Mm-hmm. It's time for the new game. That's where I see Urban Cruises. It's like a bridge from game A, the game we are living in now, to game B. It's, a, it's just a, a link from where we are and what, the, and what we know to how we might move forward in a more resilient, connected way. Yeah. Resilience. Resilience and community. Community. And it starts with finding the others. Mm -hmm. Finding the others is community. You know another thing that uh, Urban Cruise does for me and something that we've been doing in our friend group, um, expression. We are cut off from expressing ourselves. And we're so obsessed with spectating we're we're one we're a step removed from expression and that being a really integral part to an actual rich dynamic community is uh, the vulnerability involved with expressing myself um, and being seen and being heard and that being contagious in the in the best kind of way hondo p uh we have shifted, you kind of keyed me into this, but we have shifted into being bystanders. We're all on the sidelines right now. We're watching the NBA. We're watching the NFL. We're watching Joe Rogan make his podcast. We're watching CNN and Fox Mm -hmm. News. And gone are the times of us participating. Mm -hmm. And life is a participatory sport. Which is maybe what you and I are trying to do That's right exactly now. exactly what we're doing, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> like, put me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready yep. to play. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not wanting to play because I think that I'm the best player. Yeah. I just, looks fun to play, so I want to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, life's for living and getting your knees scraped um, and making mistakes and getting better. You know, here we are, early days in this, and we might, this is maybe like, I don't know what portion of this conversation has been good versus bumpy, Um, you tell us, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but better, make your own, 
Like, uh-huh. if you, you know, come, like, have your own. Let's, let's have more conversations. Um, don't even listen to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, great. Dude, I just hear people pushing back on our conversation right now. I hear people saying, Marshall Lucas, classic. You guys are head up in the clouds yeah. and you're idealistic, your childish. Yeah. Uh, and them talking about, like, what do you, like, okay, we live in a globalized civilization that's deeply entrenched. Yeah. Deeply. Politically, yeah. economically. They're going to be like, game B, my ass. <laughs> you know, they're going to push back on yeah. us. What, like... Let's get boots on the ground here. Let's, exactly. Let's, let's get tie back it back. Boots on the ground. Are we rooted in any sort of... Are we just like... Are we ourselves, you and I, have we been bamboozled by the media that you and I are consuming? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not consuming most uh, popular media, but you and I listen to the same podcasts. Mm-hmm. We listen to these people. Echo chamber. Totally. We are in our own echo chamber. Are we, do we have our feet on the ground right now? Well, let's, let's talk, like, from myself personally, I'm trying to live a healthy life. Um, I'm trying to contribute, though, because that's a, that's a, a means to health. Like I'm not. It's not enough for me anymore to just do my own thing, my own adventures, my own. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm, like, I want to contribute um, and to help out. And there's many ways that both of us could do that. This is one. Um, because helping, as I've learned from teaching, it's almost a selfish act for me. Uh-huh. It makes me feel good uh-huh. when I feel like I help. People. Mm-hmm. So are we helping people right now? Is that what we're doing? Are we self-righteous right now? Are we like... Only if we have the balls to make this public and put it out there uh-huh. um, without needing it to be something. Um, but if we keep this little conversation to ourselves, then we are just... It's mental masturbation. It's just um, mm-hmm. us being... It's just kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I ho- Well, let's be honest. We're going to drop this. Let's send it out. We have to. I'm scared. And, yeah. But <laughs> we are sending this out there, and God, do I hope you all push back on this. I hope that you guys send me an email and say, Lucas, dude, have you, like... You got lost into wacky world. I hope that. And I hope then you say, because I believe this and I don't see game B shaking out like this because like that would mean it would give us an opportunity to learn and further deepen our worldview. Uh, I am not, we are not proclaiming to know it all. This is just us trying to say, coach, yeah, put me in. Yeah. I'm ready to play. Yeah. So, please, I would love to hear feedback. We are by no means experts were dialed in this. Uh, I don't know. Do I even need to say that caveat? It, fe- it felt necessary. I think it's so easy to throw shade and just be a hater, um, but much more productive to be a contributor. Um, if, if we are up our ass, tell us why and tell us something else like Mm -hmm. okay we just said this which we might be up our ass but um say like tell us like what's i don't know (laughs) tell us what you believe and why you think that and we're spitballing here um but we are coming from a place of um i think that you and i we want to have fun. We're addicted to fun and good living. And 
we want to fiend for that shit. Yeah, we want to just keep the dance floor popping. You know, uh, when we get to a, if we're if we're out and about and there's some good beats going and no one's on the dance floor, <laughs> we're gonna go and we're gonna start dancing and we might look like fools, um, but we're also we're trying to do this in a collaborative, welcoming way to like look like. I might be dancing like an idiot, but, like, come on over and let's see what you got. That is the phase I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel alone on the dance floor mm-hmm. and that people have eyes on me. Yeah. Mel and Louis Arms kid. crossed. Mel and Louis kid used to be a straight-A student and now, like, yeah. a, a little bit of judgment. Yeah. Because uh, I'm feeling, yeah, which is just interesting. That's probably my own things my own insecurities projecting onto myself. I'm sure that's not actually how it is, but I, I do feel that way a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a high possibility that we are up our ass. Yeah. <laughs> but we're early days. Yep. This is, a, you know what? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're early days. And, and it's fun. It's fun. And uh, the thing that you and I need to do is keep going. Yes. We need to keep our minds open. We need to keep learning, stay curious, and keep going. We're going to get better at this. This is early days. You're a beta listener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like, comment, subscribe. In about yeah. six years, anyone who likes, comments, and subscribes is going to get one free subscription to Urban Crew's Penis Pops. Metaverse. <laughs> the Metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Dude, we could just keep this ball rolling. We could. We're playing. We're just playing catch here, the infinite game. Um, Which is the only game to play. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's adopting the perspective. Oh, man. I actually might be forcing it. You don't need to force. 